G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, September 9. I'm John Barker. Joining me as usual, Jackpot Joel Marshall and any minute now, the Jackal, Pal Diorio. Well, Joel, uh, some no group ones this weekend, but uh, some pretty big names racing in the two major cities at the Valley and Rose Hill. We've got um, at Rose Hill, we've got some of... Uh, Last season's, a lot of last season's top two-year-olds are clashing in the run to the Rose, and uh, excitingly, a lot of those do look to have come back pretty good at three. And then at the Valley, we've got Giga Kick returning. We've got uh, Globe and Co. battling for a spot in the Cox Plate in the Theon. And we have also got um, Stapati, the exciting three-year-old and uh, touted Cox Plate uh, prospect, stepping out. In the Mackenzie, Joel, if you would just uh, talk about the uh, run to the Rose, because I know Carl's uh, done those other three horses um, at the Valley. So, uh, yeah, run to the Rose. It's a pretty appetising field. Yeah, it is, Barks. Uh, just saying that there is another scratching. Kandinsky Abstract has just come out, uh, who was my selection. It doesn't surprise me, and, and I'm probably quite pleased about it, to be honest. He you know, drew, came up with another wide gate. So, not sure where that leaves him and his prep, they may dodge the Golden Rose now and maybe potentially go to the Heritage on the same day, which is, of course, the race that Home Affairs was able to win. So, um, but what the, horse, the other horses that are there do look uh, Golden Rose bound and Cylinder's going to be a pretty warm favourite, of course. We saw him return down in Caulfield. It took him forever to get to Ouroboros, but he got there sort of right on the line. Uh, no doubt there's a fair bit of improvement left in him. Of course, Libertad, we've seen, he came back and won the Rosebud. Uh, drew wide, but got a lovely steer from Chad Schofield and landed in a good spot. Uh, got a couple of those that finished behind him in the race as well. And then, of course, a couple of others returning. The Group 1 winner, Militarise. Uh, Chris Waller earlier in the week did suggest that he'd rather go to the Theo Marks, but already come out of that and we'll more than likely line up here. And Don Corleone, another top four finisher from the Golden Slipper, uh, looking to return. He was always just that little bit off them at two, but um, new season, he may have bridged the gap on some of them. So, yeah, really intriguing lineup. And, Carl, down at the Valley, uh, the Valley has uh, been the subject of a lot of discussion uh, about its recent meetings, suggestions of uh, track bias, in particular the leaders being favoured. Um, and the three horses you've written about this week, three exciting horses, Globes, Departy and Giga Kick, uh, well, they're all going to be coming from behind, aren't they? Pretty much, I'd imagine. Um, yeah, oh, well, Globe Globe maybe um, does have a tendency to sort of race freely, draws wide, but I'm sure their intention would to be uh, following something. But uh, Globe might have other um, thoughts, uh, particularly if it does become a bit of a stop-start, wait-for-age event. Uh, Jamie might just let him roll from that wide gate. But certainly with the forecast rain uh, in Melbourne for late Thursday and, and all-day Friday, uh, we could be dealing with a severely rain-affected track at Mooney Valley, which is another curveball that we will have to deal with, with the roll back in the true position. Uh, the first three meetings have uh, uh, been dominated the, by those discussions of uh, track bias and, and lanes and patterns. So um, historically, the McEwen Stakes, which Giga Kick is the odds-on favourite to win, historically it's been tough for favourites. Uh, three of the uh, last 15 
Uh, no, no, two of the last 12, I should say, have uh, won as favourites in the McEwen. Three of the last 15 have come from further back than third after 200 metres and won the event. It is very rare. Chautauqua was one of those. Um, so 1,000 metres short of his best distance, it's going to be a bit of a, a test for him. Globe, it's a massive step up in class. And even for Stepati, maybe not the strongest lineup in the Mackenzie uh, Stakes. He is $2.60 favourite. But there are going to be a couple of horses that are testing him short of his best distance and uh, maybe a little bit vulnerable there on Saturday. An interesting sort of 10 race card. Yes, well, it'll be interesting to see if uh, there, I mean, there, there are a few shorties, as you say, but uh, I don't think we'll get a $74 quaddy uh, like we got last week at Caulfield, you wouldn't think. Um, Surely there will be, as you say, a curveball here or there uh, in one of those last four races. We, though, will start in the race you were just talking about. That's race five at the Valley on Saturday. McMahon's Dairy, Mackenzie Stakes, 1,200-metre listed event. Set weights and penalties for three-year-olds. There were only seven acceptors. Heuristic is out. So there's only six left, and all the talk's about Stapati. Joel, are you with the boom horse from the Wimmera? You're not. I'm not. No, I was, certainly won't shock me to see him win. I've gone the way of Brave Mead, who a horse I was following through his two-year-old season. Uh, he had a tough two-year-old campaign. They, they ran him four times in 38 days, and that included a trip up to Sydney for the size produce, where I guess it all came crashing down a little bit, striking the heavy track and being caught wide. Um, certainly wouldn't condemn him on that performance, but uh, like the way he's been going, had a couple of trials in Sydney, recent jump out at Cranbourne was good. So I've lent his way from Stepati, uh, Centify, good performance the other day at the Valley and catching a few punters uh, off guard, was able to come from the back and win well, did get a nice run through the field, but still a good performance and probably has more improvement to come. And I thought seven armed forces probably didn't deserve to be as big a price as he is, uh, just might be an improving type, well-bred uh, had excuses on debut. Next starter in Brisbane was really good. Just touched off by a talented horse. And then size produce drew a bit wide and got back and probably a bit of a forgive run. So I've included him in the numbers. But, uh, you know, you can make cases for a couple of others as well. I think it's a pretty open race and wouldn't be betting into it with a stack of confidence. Three, four, five and seven. And I've just gone with one of those that Joel has left out of his top four, which is horse number six, Introducing. Uh, it was first up runner-up in the Rosebud, almost led throughout when beaten by Tiz Invincible. Last time settled behind the leader in the San Domenico, turns into a bit of a sit sprint. And uh, he just didn't get clear room early in the straight. And then by the time um, he got clear, he took he, he took a bit of time to build up the revs and, and the race was over uh, when he was sort of doing his best work over that final 50 metres. Barrier two looks for me the likely leader, Gay Waterhouse, Adrian Bott combining with Jordan Childs. Looks like he'll lead, has one on a heavy track, and uh, I think he'll give them something to chase. Got him ahead of three, Brave Mead, Joel's top tip. Interesting to note that with the injury sustained to Dean Yendel, that John Allen uh, opted to jump off Brave Mead and, and jump onto the party. So um, that that's that's a, a good guy, I suppose, if you're a fan of the party, who I've put in for third. I'm not, I can't get him as short at $2.60. I, I think he'll be better over further. Maybe getting around the valley might be a bit tricky for him as well. And then for fourth, I put in the horse number one and more. Six, three, four, and one. Yeah, well, I have fallen to Stepardi. If he's going to be winning the Cox Plate, he should be picking this up on the way. To beat Amur, Centrify, and Introducing. So that is uh, four, one, five, and six. 
Race six at the Valley is the Phillies division of that race, and that is the Musk Creek Farm Atlantic Jewel Stakes. Also 1,200 metres at listed level set weights and penalties, Joel. Yeah, not going against the favourite here. Charmstone was such a a good winner first up from a spell. Um, you would have to think she's just only going to be better for that run. Uh, comes up with an awkward gate, 9 of 10, and uh, he has to tick the 1,200 metre box. So I guess there's a couple of negatives, but I think she's pretty smart. They're talking golden roses, and if that's the case, she should be beating these. I thought the Ruffy that you could play in Exotics was number nine, Beauty Rising. I think she can be a sharp improver out of that inhibitions race. She got squeezed out at the start and it was completely game over. Uh, had had the fastest splits from the 800 to the 400 in that race and just was spending her petrol at the wrong stage. I didn't think it was all that bad. And from barrier two, uh, if she can get a bit of a clean getaway, I think she's a big improver. Five inhibitions just landed perfect, 1-1 one, one, and... Gave chase to the leader and got the job done last time out. She'll run well again. And for fourth, number 10, Pride of Sullivan, who was just beaten when resuming over the 1,000 here. That was just her second start, so a bit of room for improvement with her. One on top, but maybe backing nine and, and taking some exotics around that pair. One from nine, five, and 10. I'm with Charmstone as well. Not as confident as I was leading to the Quisette with her. Her troll was very good leading into that uh, first up victory. She has to carry full penalty um, 1,200 metres up in trip, that should be okay. But then the wide gate and where she gets to and how the track's playing, she is the, the class runner, the one to beat. But, uh, yeah, just 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 not completely stepping in and opening up the shoulders maybe like we were first up in the Quisette. Respect number 10, Pride of Sullivan, up to 1,200 metres at her third start. Certainly has a lot of upside second up this campaign. Right to party was an eye-catcher in the first up run behind inhibitions, getting back and flying home for third. And I've got inhibitions in for fourth, uh, that last Art Valley winner. So I've gone one ten seven and 5 in race six. And I've gone Charmstone right to party. Inhibitions, Molly Nickers, one seven five and 6. Uh, race seven, first leg of the quaddy is not a stakes race, but we will hear a couple of options uh, for that race later on because uh, Joel's best comes up against Carl's value bet. But we will cross to the second leg of the quaddy. That is race eight. It is the Mitty's McEwen Stakes, 1,000 metres at Wait for Age, Group 2, worth 300,000. Was uh, Last year was uh, Roth Fire from uh, Zoo Style, the two Queenslanders, and they're here again. But all the talk is about the Victorian Giga Kick, Joel. Yeah, well, I've got him on top, as Carl touched on earlier, you know, potentially vulnerable over the 1,000 metres where it's hard to, you know, get past those on speed. But just he, everything he's done, um, you know, he's just got the class and I think he'll be able to get home over the top of them. Not a betting race for me, just going to be watching and taking notes of the future. I put Imperatriz in for second. Again, probably going to be better over slightly further, but she will be certainly steaming home. And then a couple that will be riding the pace, Rothfire, and zoo style one five two and three yeah i was um i was tipping rothfire for a long time I, I picked him in this race last year and i just have a bit of a fear that he'll settle one pair further back than desired drawing barrier five um with uh sarah Des drawn underneath and for that reason i'll just go with the class horse and, and go with giga kick um you know he'll be flying late and he effectively 
you know, if, if I think Rothfire might be settling one out two back, he's only got to give him uh, a length, length and a half. And under those circumstances, I think Giga Kick's more than capable of running over the top of Rothfire. So Giga Kick on top from Rothfire, Zoo Style and Imperatraz. Uh, interesting to see the late gear change notification there with, uh, I think, Glumon Shoes there with Imperatraz, who was uh, yet to race uh, over the 1,000 metres. So whatever... Um, whatever the Kiwi uh, import does this weekend, I'm sure she'll be better over further. One, two, three, and five. Uh, yes, same uh, four for me. Two, as the other boys, different order. I've gone for Rothfire on top to beat Giga Kick Zoo Style Imperatories. Two, one, three, five. The big one is race nine, and that is Clams Seafood. Fian Stakes, 1,600 metres, weight for age. Group two, worth half a million, and more importantly, free ticket into the Cox Plate. Although when I say more importantly, they don't often uh, uh, they don't often do much in the Cox Plate in recent years, uh, the winner of this race. I don't think anyone's completed the double since El Segundo back in uh, 2007, and uh, Maldivian the following year, 2008, was the last um, Cox Plate winner to run in the Fian, and uh, the last Fian winner to run a place in the Cox Plate uh, was Fiorente back in 2013. And looking at this field, I don't... Oh, well, I don't know. I suppose Globe untapped, but I'd be surprised if the Cox Plate winner's here. Joel? Yeah, probably agree with that. Um, I've gone with Tuvalu. I thought his first up run was excellent. Uh, wasn't able to sort of posse up near the lead where he normally does, and I thought he finished off really strongly. Another tricky gate, but I'm sure second up, out to the mile, they're going to be more positive with him, albeit there does look, you know, a bit of speed engaged in the race with your, your likes of Deny Knowledge and uh, Savit to Excel, but I think they'll have to be positive with Tuvalu. I think yeah, if he can get into the right sort of spot, he's very good at the mile, very good second up, and showed with that first up run that he just bounced back from you know, a couple of slightly below par runs in the autumn where he did have some excuses. So I'm with Tuvalu uh, to beat the up-and-comer number 11 Globe, who just looked group class in that first campaign. It wasn't beating a lot, but was doing it in the style of a pretty smart horse. Seven pinstriped, I thought was also very good in the Lawrence. Bit of a tricky gate for him, but um, I think the 1600 will suit him nicely now. And I've put attrition in for fourth. He did a bit of work, caught a bit wide in that Lawrence, and I thought stuck on well. It was sort of between him or pounding for my fourth spot. So, uh, you know, if you're going a little bit wider in your quaddy, I'd certainly respect pounding. But one eleven, seven, and 13 for me. Yeah, one on top for me, Tuvalu. Just a, a great run first up in the Lawrence, beaten by the wide gate. Uh, extra 200 metres will suit. His mile record's outstanding. And, uh, yeah, strong wide here, but... Uh, I think the way the race potentially might be run, uh, he'll just be finishing over the top and uh, rain-affected surface, he doesn't mind it. Second, I've put in number six, Pounding, excellent mile record. First up run, the Lawrence was good in behind them. Uh, again, you know, the, the circumstances of, of the weight for age, he's, he's one of the very few horses I'd suggest that under the weight for age scale can measure up. He did finish sixth in last year's All-Star Mile, second in the Blamey at set weights and penalties and was placed in last year's Australian Cup. So he does have a bit of quality about him. Attrition in for third. Um, decent in the Lawrence off that uh, uh, wide run. And then I've put in the favourite Globe, horse number 11. Just not convinced he measures up, but uh, I didn't want to look like a complete fool leaving him out of my top four. But I've gone 1, 6, 13 and 11 in the Fian. 
Uh, I put Globe on top uh, to beat Goldman, who, uh, when I said the Cox Plate winner wasn't here, maybe the Melbourne Cup winner is. Uh, Goldman retains a good record over 1,600 metres, but hasn't, in fact, run over 1,600 metres. In Australia, the unbeaten uh, first Australian campaign started at 2,000 metres. Um, but I do like Goldman. And uh, Pinstriped and Tuvalu complete my four eleven. 10, 7, and 1. Uh, as I alluded to, that wraps up the black type of the valley. As I alluded to earlier, um, race 7, which is um, the 20, 40 metre, the uh, benchmark 100 over the Cox Plate journey, sees uh, Joel's best and Carl's value bet. But, uh, Joel, why don't you kick us off with uh, your best and your value bet? Tell us about those. Yeah, my value comes up in race two, and it's number five, Sokanon. Uh, former New Zealand galloper, now over here, still in the same ownership, but uh, has been sent over to Dan O'Sullivan at Ballarat. I thought his first up run in Australia was pretty good at Sandown. Uh, had the fastest 800 to the 600 of the day, and then just didn't quicken when the others did, sort of, you know, from the 500 uh, home, and then his last 100 metres, he just began to get into his stride again. So I thought it was pretty good over a distance short of his best, 1,200, straight to the mile. Uh, never easy, but I think it will suit him, and given the ground will also suit him. So good each way play at $8, and I'm hoping it's a big day for the Ballarat stables of Dan O'Sullivan because I'm back in the corner of Barclay Square, race seven, number seven. Uh, if we get the wet track, it'll play into his hands. He's had two runs back from a spell. Sometimes they can need that run at 2,000 before being absolutely at their best, but I'm hoping third up he's ready to uh, get the job done. He's, as I said, he's come back with two positive performances this time in. So my best bet is Tuvalu in the fan, and my value bet is race seven, number 14, full of sincerity, who I thought ran particularly well first up at Caulfield behind Jimmy the Bear. He held his grounds in seventh position throughout, but... Uh, the way he sort of was hitting the line that last 100, 150 indicated to me that the step up in distance is, is suitable. I am still kicking myself about not having something each way on him in the New Zealand derby and being talked um, out of him um, by uh, Terry Henderson, actually, of all people. He had two in the race and he preferred the other one and uh, I, I, I pulled the wrong rein there. But uh, I think he's quite a high-quality um, four-year-old. I think he can measure up. He might sneak into the cups. And if he has got any sort of ambitions of doing so, he has to be going awfully close in this race. Um, my best is race one, number one, Apulia, who uh, was impressive uh, first up, uh, second to V8 in the sires before that. And uh, I guess Autumn Angel is seen uh, as the uh, dueling for favouritism with Autumn Angel, but uh, I am with Apulia. And my value bet is race three, number 13, Rockaby Road, um, who is, uh, just never runs a bad race. And uh, coming off that uh, a second at Sandown to Affordable, ran okay last week. And uh, I, I Rockaby Road scratched from Adelaide to compete here in what's a fairly even race, I think, each way. Uh, it's around about $9.50 and $3 at the moment. Should get something back for that. Rose Hill is the venue for Sydney racing on Saturday. And like the Valley, there are four stakes races. But this uh, we kick off in race six. 
That is the Irresistible Pools Scirocco Stakes, 1,200 metres for fillies and mares, set weights and penalties. It's a group two. Joel? Yeah, and it's a, a good clash of uh, some smart sprinting mares here, uh, but I am sticking in the corner of I Am Me. Uh, got the job done nicely first up. There was a, you know, a bit of bother in behind her, but I don't think it would have affected the end result. She did everything right there, won comfortably. A bit more pressure here, probably, and a couple of classier types, even though she beat the boys there. Uh, but just think she's just a, a, a class act. She won three from three at the track. Uh, she goes well second up and had a nice tick over trial since. So I think she'll be very hard to beat. Uh, Zugotcha goes here instead of later in the day, which for the extra 100 metres later in the day may have been more suitable. But they put the blinkers on and she can map a bit better than she did first up where she drew 9 of 10 and just got too far back and was outpaced over 1,100. So I'm certainly expecting improvement from her. Seven queen of the ball, uh, sat handy, battled on really well, just grabbed late by Paracel in the toy show first up. She'll be fitter for that. And I've got Sunshine in Paris in for fourth. Smart. Philly, or returning now as a four-year-old mare. It's interesting to see what she can do. Obviously, Zapateo is a winning hope, and Cinderella Days is probably a chance to, and even Espiona if they overdo it. But uh, in saying all that, I am me is my best of the day. I'm keen on her. Six from three, seven and four. I'm with Zapateo. First up from a spell. Always had time for this mare. Um, she raced particularly well last campaign, winning the birthday card in the Sapphire Stakes at Group 2 level. She'll get back. She'll be flying home, but she's capable first up. And uh, her trials leading into this have been particularly good. Uh, she did trial just on Tuesday in behind Bonus Notches, but uh, even the one beforehand at Randwick, where she beat Corniche by two or three lengths and up ahead of uh, Libertad, that really signalled to me that uh, she was ready to go first up. And uh, I'm expecting her to run well here. Ahead of I Am Me, respect the first up victory in the Missile Stakes. Further, I've put in number three, Zoo Got Ya, aided by the uh, extra uh, 100 metres here in distance. Just found the 1,100 metres touch too sharp. And then I've got Queen of the Ball in for fourth. So I've gone five, six, three and seven. Race seven at Rose Hill on Saturday uh, is the uh, next of the black type races. And uh, it is... The ACY Securities Ming Dynasty Quality, 1,400 metre Group 3 for three-year-olds, Joel. Yeah, backing a couple of horses down towards the bottom here, but I've leaned the way of number 17, Raff Attack. I like the look of this guy by Satono Aladdin. He didn't have the early speed on debut at Newcastle and he settled in behind them, didn't get a lot of room, just looked like he needed more galloping room. I thought he ran okay and then... Out to 1550 on the Kenzo track at start two, straight to the front, dominated one easily. Uh, had a little bit of a freshen, nice trial the other day. Rachel King on, you know, they're going to be pressing forward. And I uh, thought with 53 kilos, he'll give you a great sight. Certainly respecting number 18, Ashfall. Like the look of this guy, he bumped into King Colorado in a decent maiden on debut. Went to Hawkesbury, sat off them and let down with a, a strong finish to win. Uh, Jay Ford rode that day. He takes the ride on Saturday. In for third, number 12, Congregation. Uh, another expensive Coolmore-owned Colt from the Waller Yard. Liked his first two wins. Uh, they weren't by big margins, but uh, just showed a good will to win both occasions. And then maybe the JJ Atkins straight to the mile. Uh, just may have been a bit rushed for him, but I'm expecting him to come back a better horse. And 
obviously Tom Kitten, strong winner first up with the penalty and the up and coming and drops in weight off that. So he's going to be very hard to beat. 17, 18, 12 and 3. Yeah, I've gone with Tom Kitten, who uh, I loved his win first up in the up and coming and uh, just needs to slot in somewhere from the wide gate. Might have to take his medicine, Nashville Willa, and uh, get further back and, and be giving him a big start. But looks well placed with the 56 and a half here. Got him on top ahead of 12 congregation. Liked his two wins before the failure in the uh, Jay Jackins with the... Uh, on the quick turnaround with three starts in, in a short amount of time, uh, but he's a, a well-bred colt that uh, I'm sure we'll see back at Group 1 level later this season. Third, number 17, Raff Attack, and for fourth, number 18, Ashfall. Um, but a race of, of several uh, promising three-year-olds. I've gone 3, 12, 17 and 18. That was the first leg of the quaddy at Rose Hill. The second leg is race eight, and it is the big one. James Squire, run to the Rose, 1,200 metres, set weights and penalties for three-year-olds at Group 2 level, Joel. Yeah, as I touched on earlier, I, I had stuck with Kandinsky abstract, even though I was scared of the barrier, but he is now out, and it leaves me with Cylinder, who returned with a strong win in the Vane Stakes. 1,200 will suit better. Uh, he should get a lovely run from gate four, and I think is a deserved warm favourite. No knock on Libertad, who's three from three. He got a just that slice of early luck and a, a good ride first up in the San Domenico. Draws better here. You'd have to think he's going to be strong at the 1,200. I think he will be. Uh, in for third, number four, Don Corleone. As I said, he was just off them as a two-year-old. I think I tipped him in the blue diamond, the slipper and the size, and, and he was running well without winning. Uh, just that little bit of uh, furnishing to come might uh, see him be able to turn the tab- uh, be able to turn the tables and in for fourth I'll throw in one militarize you just get the feeling that he's going to improve with the run under the belt two three four and one yeah I'm two on top for me cylinder uh, even money favorite deserves to be on the strength of that victory in the vein uh, for second I've now promoted Don Corleone who resumes from a spell I suspect will be better at 14 maybe even a mile but uh, has obviously, you know, been placed in the blue diamond and wasn't far away in the golden slipper and, and is capable of firing fresh. Libertad in for third, good win in the San Domenico, did get a lovely ride and, 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 and a run through the field. And I suppose Shapes is getting a similar uh, cosy run from gate three here. And then for fourth, I'll put in number nine, General Salute, who uh, I like the way he finished off for fourth in the San Domenico, came from a long way back. So I've gone two, four, three and nine. Third leg of the quaddy at Rose Hill and last of the black type races is race nine. Toyota Forklifts, Theo Mark Stakes, 1,300 metre group to quality, Joel. Yeah, I am with number 14, Waterford, uh, potentially going off a run or two too early. I think he'll get better over slightly further, but uh, he is a smart horse. Didn't quite see the best of him in the autumn. You know, People were sort of expecting him to reach greater heights. He was beaten first up at 270. Uh, but he was giving, think about it, four and a half kilos then. We, we know what he went on to do. And then he did run well in the Ajax, a good second, and had issues pulling up lame in the Doncaster Prelude. So just didn't quite see the absolute best of him, but he is a, a real talent. He returns here at Gelding. I like his latest trial. I like the fact that Tyler Schiller's been aboard in both trials too, and he takes the ride here with 53 and a half. So I'm going his way to beat seven. Madame Pomery, very good first up. Uh, you can make a case she should have won. She was just held up at a key stage while Pericles was building momentum. She dived and just missed. That horse has won again, so big tick for that form. 
Nine Argentia, both their runs this time in have been full of merit. Chasing home IME and Buenos Noches. And three Kovalika will be hitting the line hard. 14, 7, 9 and 3. Four on top for me. Nuggets who resumes from a spell. Recent trials have been positive. Ended last campaign by finishing third in the Doncaster. I think just the weight scale of this event uh, appeals to me. You can see uh, there are a few market leaders in this event. Uh, Kovalika, Argentia and, and Nugget. They're all around the same sort of mark. And just when faced with the option of, of, of going with uh, Kovalika at the same weights, it's always a big step for a new season four-year-old. And you know what you're going to get with Nugget. Uh, he, he has performed well. He's placed in the CFR. I think he'll sort of slide forward from the, the wide gate, and I think he'll be in the race for a long time. Uh, I've got him ahead of Argentia, who uh, has been racing well this campaign. Uh, went down fighting off a wide run in the Show County behind Bonus Notches. Third, I'm putting in number 14, Waterford. And then for fourth, number seven, Madame Pomeroy. I've gone 4, 9, 14, and 7. All righty, that's the end of the black type at Rose Hill. We have heard about Joel's specials. That was race six, number six, I Am Me, the best. And the value, race seven, number 17, Raff Attack. We've just heard Carl's value bet. That's race nine, number four, Nugget. Carl, tell us about your best, which comes up in the last. Yeah, the last Smashing Eagle. He's a real eye-catching, swooping type. He won two starts, so arriving in time. Last start, he was slowed away and uh, he got further back than anticipated. The tempo of the race was no help. And once he got clear running in the straight, he smashed uh, the line. But he just finished second, beaten the length. But he was gaining ground uh, at the rate of knots. And uh, just with a bit more luck and a bit more better behave uh, at the start on his behalf, I think he's more than capable of beating a, a handy field of uh, benchmark 88 sprinters. All righty. They are racing on the parks track at Morfordville in Adelaide on Saturday. Carl, what have you found for us there? And I'm just uh, sort of switching over the uh, toggling as I speak to see my selections. Yes, uh, race eight, number six is my best in Australia. Now, this horse last time was uh, runner-up at Morfield Parks over 1,000 metres behind Eddie Ann on a day where it was very, very uh, leaderish and railish. And uh, in Australia, trailed the leader who uh, went all the way at the end and uh, it had Barry one and followed it through. I'm banking on Morfordville Parks playing fairly similarly. And again, Australia's drawn barrier one, aided by a three kilo claim. And uh, I think will be very hard to beat in a race that lacks a bit of depth. And uh, my value selection comes up in the last. It's race nine, number nine, Priscilla's Choice. This is a last start maiden winner at Murray Bridge. Was strong through the line at the end of 1,400 metres. Uh, stays at the 1,400 metres for this benchmark 64 assignment where a few of these have got convictions and maybe hit their mark. This is a horse that is lightly raced, only having her fourth start. And uh, you know, I'm just banking on from barrier four, getting a nice run and appeals about nine to one. Joel, any thoughts on Adelaide? Uh, no, nothing for me there, Barks. All right, we will head north we're to Brisbane, where the racing is at Doombin. Carl, what have you got for us there? Yeah, so my best bet at Doombin, as I click over, is race uh, six, number four, Deep Respects. This is a horse that won well on debut in, in, in good style and then was runner-up behind a, a filly. I know Joel has a little bit of time for in Tiger Shark, who goes around in the first race. 
um, and, and gave the impression on that occasion that uh, would be suited by a little bit of a step up in distance, which he now gets uh, rising to the 13.50, draws low, main danger looks the horse that finished behind him, spin doctor. But uh, again, a race of not a great deal of depth, think he'll be hard to beat. Value selection comes up in the last. And as we see at these Doomben meetings, so often dual acceptors and horses scratching from wide gates. It's knocked around some of these quaddy legs. But race nine, number 10, Situation Room, he, he was a good uh, first up performer. And uh, just with a few of the scratchings and few omissions, it, it's really left it at his mercy, I think. His past three wins have been at Doomben. And, uh, yeah, just, just, just think that uh, looks really well-placed a kilo off the limit. All righty. Uh, Belmont, once again, is the venue for Perth Racing on Saturday. And there is a black-type race. But, gee, I tell you what, the owners and trainers are just about ready to uh, tell them to pack those chairs and move over the road to Ascot because uh, the fields are dwindling and they've uh, had the scrapper race this week. We've only got eight and uh, only got 76 acceptors. But there is a stakes race and it is race seven, the Furphy Farnley Stakes listed event. Uh, it's a handicap over 1,400 metres, and our Perth man, uh, Greg Hooper, likes one at, uh, well, no, not really at great odds at all. That's, uh, that's his value bet, but it's only $3.50. Race 7, number 5, Ginger Baker, to beat Search and Rocks, Nerodio and Jadavi. That's 5, 4, 1 and 3, and uh, his best is at around about $2.50. That's race six, number six. Second up, the Kalgoorlie Express, Californication. Earlier in the day, across the Tasman, Joel, it's a group one time at uh, Hastings, and they're also racing at Ruakaka. Yeah, indeed, Barks. Uh, exciting period uh, of New Zealand racing, of course, with uh, the three meetings coming up at Hastings, and this is the first of them. And we've got a, a great lineup in the Group 1 Tarzino Trophy over the 1,400 metres. Uh, I've gone with the favourite Legato. Not going to be easy first up, but importantly, he's come up with a decent gate. Barrier 5, $3.30, probably a touch short, but I'll, uh, I'll put her on top. I'm going to be having something on Pia, who uh, I liked first up, but wide gate. He just got back and uh, probably a bit too much to do. He was sort of back with the winner. But the winner left him behind. I'm expecting a, a far bit of performance from him from gate three. Should see sharp improvement. I've got Dragon Leap into third, who won uh, that lead-up race a couple of weeks ago. And Sharp and Smart will no doubt be hitting the line hard. I've got him in for fourth. But, um, yeah, obviously some other smart types engaged. Uh, Penny Wecker, uh, the Oaks winner from Sydney, Lickety Split. La Creek, call sign Mav, all horses we've seen in Australia before. So certainly tune into that race. Uh, my best for the day is in the Phillies race, the Gold Trail Stakes race seven, number eight, Orchestral. I think she's a pretty special filly. This she was huge on debut, and then one with ease at her second start. She's a clear-cut six-dollar favourite already for the thousand guineas over there. So yeah, probably short enough, but I think she can uh, perhaps go away to justifying that with a first-up win on Saturday. And my value bet is race four, number fourteen, Fancy Like Lass, a locally trained filly that didn't have any luck on debut when finishing fifth and then next time out paired off with an odds on favorite they absolutely gapped the rest and she was bloused on the line but it was a really good performance and she, here she is first up off a nice trial in what i presume has uh, been a target race sixty-five thousand dollar race on her home track and at ruakaka 
My best is in race five, the open handicap over 1,400. Uh, will be warm favourite, number six, Pearl of El Souths. She's won six from seven. Only defeat was in a group one. I think they're looking at the second and the third group ones at Hastings over the mile and the 2,000. So I think, uh, you know, she'll probably be underdone and will improve with the run. But I think her class will get her through on Saturday and my value bet. I'm going to give Vintage Bardot another chance. Uh, she looked terrible first up, beaten 12 lengths. Uh, she's much better than that. Maybe the step up in distance to a mile and the blinkers going on can see her improve. Uh, you know, I'll probably be pretty quick to drop off. She doesn't do much here because it's not a strong field. Um, but yeah, off that luckless debut, I think she has got more to give. So we'll give her another chance. Alrighty, that wraps up a big Saturday of racing around Australasia and brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. lucky that uh, we built up so much credit uh, a couple of weeks ago and we're still well in front for the season but uh, last two weeks of wipeouts need to do something about it so uh, I am going to in quite a pusillanimous way go each way and I'm going to go a horse that I haven't mentioned yet but it's uh, Mooney Valley on Saturday race 10 number 11 Russian Ronnie who will be very much suited stepping up from 1200 to 1600 meters has a good record at 1600 uh, one second up last campaign at this trip and uh, then went on to win the Taz Guineas uh, a couple of starts later, over 1,600 metres, with Winona Coston aboard and notably Winona returns to the saddle on Saturday and it's uh, her only ride for the weekend. So $10 each way, race 10, number 11, Russian Ronnie. Joel? Uh, well, I'll go to New Zealand. Uh, we need a winner. I think she'll win orchestral. Um, hopefully she doesn't come in too much shorter than the 3.30, I think she is. But uh, race seven at Hastings, number eight. And I'll go race nine, number one, Tuvalu, 20 to win in the Fiend Stakes. All righty. That leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. All the forms Friday, Saturday and Sunday. All your favourite features. Plenty of good reading besides. And uh, that is online as we speak to you at uh, via winningpost.com.au. And it is going to be in shops first thing Friday morning. Make sure you grab that. Back plenty of winners over the weekend. And we'll talk to you next week on the preview podcast. <laughs>